Welcome back to Becoming Boss Babes. I'm your host, Tiffany Burke, and today I'm joined by my good friend and fellow Pilates studio owner, Kennedy Rogers. Hi, guys. So I invited Kennedy on the show today because um, I feel like Kennedy and I went through COVID kind of together. Her, she owns a studio in, it's not North Salt Lake, it's North Ogden, right? Correct. Yeah. North Ogden. North Ogden. It's far enough that we're not competitors, but it's close enough that we are friends. And all through COVID, I feel like a couple times a week, we were reaching out to each other saying, are you closing yet? What's going on on your side of the town? And so we kind of, I think we kind of bonded a little bit over COVID. We did. Yeah. I swear we talked like weekly, multiple times a week about kind of what's happening what are you doing? But... And before that, I mean, I, I talked to you probably once every couple of months before that, because Kennedy is a regular on Dynamic Pilates TV as a guest instructor. And also, really cool news, she has the number one video on our site. So we have, <laughs> um, we have some analytics on the back end of Dynamic Pilates TV, and um, we, she has the number one class that has been viewed and... Uh, uh, viewed and completed over the last three months. So she's got that top <laughs> spot. <laughs> she's ranking yeah, higher awesome. than myself and Corinne right now. <laughs> but we so love one that. Time we thing. <laughs> it is not a one-time thing. So, um, so if you're a fan of Dynamic Pilates TV and you've not done one of Kennedy's classes, you're one of the few that haven't. She's, that's how popular her class is. And I think it's a sculpt one. I can't remember what it's called. I don't remember what it's called, but we just used little baby weights with it, and it was yeah, it was, it was a, a good one. Sculpt yeah. class, but people love it. But that's not why I had her on the show. I wanted to have her on the show because Kennedy is really unique, and this is a show about becoming boss babes. And Kennedy became a boss babe at the age of twenty-one, right? Yep, twenty-one is 21. when I bought this so studio. Let's hear the story about, so tell us how you got into Pilates and then um, how you, um, what made you decide to buy the studio? Okay, so when I graduate, I've done cheer and dance and tumbling gymnastics my whole life. And um, when I graduated high school, I couldn't find anything that really that I, I enjoyed for exercise. And um, I, I didn't really love the gym. I couldn't find anything that I loved. And one day, um, I was barely 18, and I was actually working at Justice, you know, the little kid store, like, limited to. And um, this lady walked in, and I turned to my boss, and I was like, who is that? Her body is the nicest thing I have ever seen. Who is that? And they're like, oh, that's Christy. That's our Pilates instructor. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to do Pilates. That is, she is so perfect, nice little lean muscles, you know. And so that's actually how I really got interested in Pilates at first. And um, I started doing Pilates, and I loved it. I would come, like, one, two times a day, every day, and... I, it was my thing. I loved it, and um, it was something that I was used to. It was a similar form of exercise that I was used to, you know, all growing up. So um, that's when I started Pilates. And at the time, when you're only making $7 an hour, 
$150 a month for Pilates is a lot of money. But I loved it. It was worth every penny. And um, so after a little while, I had gone up to Christy. She was the owner of Pilates Body Utah at the time. And I'm like, you know, I love this. Where do I go to get certified to start teaching? This is my thing. I love it. And um, so at that time, that's when I started going down to start to get my certification and and then I started teaching um, bounce that was actually the first class I ever started teaching was bounce and after about a year um, Christy ended up moving to she got married and she ended up moving to Laguna Beach and so I just started teaching more and more at the studio and I had told my husband it was January of 2016, I believe. And I had told my husband, I'm like, I am going to own a Pilates studio one day. And so I started saving my money in January. I had no idea, you know, where this Pilates studio was going to come from because Pilates Body Utah wasn't even available for sale at the time. And, um, and then sure enough, come August, Christy had came to me and said, you know, I need to sell the studio. It's really hard running two different studios, especially so far away from each other. And I said, well, I want to buy it. And we had no issues. It was smooth sailing. That's how you know it's meant to be. And we, I ended yeah. up getting um, a business loan. And then I bought the studio. It was all closed, said and done two months later. So that's kind of how I got to be where I am today. Wow, it's definitely like fate, and it feel and it seems like you really put your intentions out there that you wanted to own a studio, and you put that out there into the universe, and look what happened. Like, not even six months later, right? That's oh, I know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was. I'm such a firm believer believer of that. Whatever, you know, whatever you put out there is what you're going to get in return. So, yeah, and I that's kind of like how. Kennedy, you are one of the hardest working people that I know. And I know, I mean, a lot of business owners, I know what it takes to run a business and it is so hard. And, um, but if you have passion for it, it's something that you're willing to do. And I can see both of that in you. I can see that you're a hard worker and you definitely have passion about what you're doing. And if you don't have that passion, you're not going to work as hard. I feel like. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And it is hard. I mean, owning a studio is not just teaching classes. I mean, that's the fun part. Creating a workout and teaching is fun. It's all the other stuff that goes into it, you know, that it's hard and it's a lot of work. It's hard. There's a lot dealing with different clients and so many different personality types and, but it's worth it for sure. I love it. I honestly would not change one thing. That you were 21 years old when you bought that business. (laughs) I know. That is amazing. Yeah, I my business loan actually will be paid off this year. And Yay. it's the best feeling in the world, to be honest. So That's amazing. You've worked so hard. And you did it the right way, too. Um, so what do you feel like is the most rewarding um, aspect of owning your own business? There's a lot, I think. I think with coming, when you're owning, you know, any type of fitness studio, I think the change in clients, whether it just be mentally or physically, that is super, super rewarding. Um, 
but also too, for me, when I progress with little things, you know, as a business owner, just as, just as, you know, a human, there's certain skills that we all slack in, whether it's staying on top of your to-do list or staying productive here, or just, there's so many different things. I feel like sometimes I lack more, more in than others. And for me, you know, even setting goals financially to stay on top of for the year, that's also really rewarding. So kind of setting myself up for success Mm -hmm. in a way and being able to achieve it that way. That's also super rewarding to see how far I've came. Like, for example, you know, when I bought the studio, we were, we had five reformers and our classes were full. And now I have nine reformers and my classes are full. So just, I I guess, seeing hard work pay off is also Mm -hmm. very rewarding. And I think it's so important. And I talked about this, my last podcast um, with Janine, setting yourself up to succeed is so important. If you set goals that are, that are unattainable, you're going to get, you're going to feel so defeated and so let down. And I, I, I'm a, strong believer in setting obtainable goals, tiny little building blocks. And then the next thing you know, that big goal that you set is obtainable. If you can type, if you can take tiny little baby steps, is that how you feel? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And also writing down your mm-hmm. goals. One of my big things was creating a vision board of just and I, spec- I did different areas on my vision board, whether it be I did a couple different pictures, you know, for family goals and home life goals and then things for business goals and personal goals, just so you're reminded of those goals every single day instead of, you know, it's more of like a wish, I feel like, if you don't write it down and, mm-hmm. and you're not constantly thinking about it. And, but then again, like you said, r- doing small little things to help you reach your big goal in the end. Yeah. And, you know, I really liked, um, so Janine from the last podcast to bring her up again, um, she talked about, and I never thought about this, about um, writing down um, not just your goals and your intentions and not a wish list, but um, your intentions, but also what feelings you want to feel. And kind of like she, what it would feel like when her husband proposed to her. So she would visualize what, what those feelings were when she accomplished those goals. And I thought that was really interesting. I had never thought about that, you know, instead of just writing down, this is what I want to accomplish today. But she also wrote, this is how I'm going to feel when this happens. And it just goes a little bit deeper than just setting that goal or putting that intention out there. I really like that. I keep telling myself I'm going to do it. I haven't done it yet, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I really like that. That's a really good idea. I'll have to try that for sure. So are you, so you just mentioned that you have a vision board. Um, did you put some of that on hold during COVID? I know I did 2020. I didn't do any visualization. I didn't do any goals. I just was in survival mode. How about you? Yes. Survival mode for sure. And, um, you just kind of had to roll, roll with the punches that were thrown at you every time I felt like it was almost like I owned a studio brand new because I never knew what the next week was even going to bring. I would always tell my clients, well, this could be our last chance workout, so we better hit it hard because I didn't (laughs) know if we were going to close. I mean, I I had no idea. And it's really scary when you think, 
okay, I have all, I, you know, I have a loan payment, I have a lease payment. It's not, those things don't just go away because I had to yeah. close. And, um, but you, you learn to adapt. And I think that was one really nice thing with you is being able to, you know, kind of bounce ideas off of each other and how, how can we do this differently or what can we do to make money here and, you know, just get through. But yeah, mm-hmm. my vision board, I did put that on hold, but I also kind of adjusted my goals a little bit. So, you know, everything then turned to Zoom with COVID. And, uh, and so in my head, instead of thinking, okay, I want, you know, to get X amount of people to sign up for classes, it changed to more I want to do this via Zoom. How can I get more participants in Zoom? How can you make it easier for clients to participate at home and still have them sign up and still keep mm-hmm. them in shape? And so, yes, my vision board was put on hold, but also it just kind of had to change a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I do remember talking to you quite often and you were saying, you mentioned that you would tell your clients, this could be our last chance workout guys. (laughs) But we both were doing that for months on end, just thinking this could be it. So you worked a little bit harder just in case there was no business, there was no physical studio tomorrow. Cause we never knew if we were going to get to the point that we couldn't leave our homes. Like we're, you didn't know. Right. And even when they did open things back up, who knew how long we were going to still be opened. I thought for sure it would be you're open and two weeks later we're closed again. You know, I had no idea and it was really scary. It was scary, but we're still here today. And every time they would make an announcement, the first person in the morning, I would either look at my phone and there was a message from Kennedy because she clearly got up earlier than me, or I would message her if there was no message like, okay, what are you doing? Are you, yes, did you buy these sure. cleaning supplies? Are you doing this? And because the like rules were so vague and they're classifying us as a gym and we clearly weren't a gym and it was just, it was it was the craziest time ever, but I'm so it glad really I had was. Kennedy to get through it with me because um, I didn't know. I mean, I'm not from Utah, so I don't have a lot of like people to reach out to, I feel like. But anyways, Kennedy, so how do you feel like, how do you feel like 2020, did it change you at all? Or do you feel like you found any growth in 2020? Yes, I feel like if we made it through 2020 financially, you know, with this, with the studio and things, I feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like I can make it through this year for sure. So I, it was hard though, emotionally as well. I remember coming into the studio and not having anybody here and having to set up for a zoom and it it would like make me want to cry because it's so you know, it's so different than what I'm used to. I'm used to waking up at, you know, 4.30 in the morning. My first class is at 5.15. Both sides of my studio are full. You know, there's 30 people here in the mornings and it went to dead silent. You know, you don't see a single soul. And it was, it was actually really hard. I mean, in the first week, you know, I'm like, wow, sweet. I don't have to be there till seven. It's Zoom. And <laughs> I know, it was kind of nice, huh? <laughs> it was kind of nice. And after a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really lonely. Like, I guess in a way it made me extra appreciative for my job and what I do. And I think it kind of relit that fire in me to like, no, this is 
I, I don't ever want to lose my studio. You know, this is actually mm-hmm. like really what sets my soul on fire and I love it and I love my clients and I am going to do everything I can to make it so that I can stay open. I even went as far as I rented out my equipment in the studio. Mm-hmm. And that, I was terrified. Obviously, my reformers, I was very selective on who they went to, but I, you know, every little bit helped. And I have yeah. to be extremely thankful that I could think of other random little things to stay, to make money, you know, so that I could stay in business. So we are still here today, but it did for sure make me, I think, stronger and help me to think outside of the box. You know, when you're given a problem, I feel like a lot of times, whether it's business related or not, it's nice to be able to think outside of the box on how you're going to solve that. And it's people like you that are able to go with the flow and pivot at a moment's notice that are going to succeed. And you know, there was a few people that I followed on Instagram that I had to unfollow during the start of COVID because they were so negative and so doom and gloom that I didn't want that negative energy. And Kennedy is the opposite of that. Of that. She is, all right, you were probably sad for a little bit. A couple times I talked to you, you were, you were anxious and a little bit nervous, but it never slowed you down. Literally, you kept working and I mean, you also had a business loan. I just had to worry about my rent, but you, I remember you, I forgot about you had a business loan. You're like, yeah, but I have a business loan. And I'm like, crap, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. And businesses like ours, we didn't get any of the, um, of the financial help. Did you, did you, I mean, I remember we we're both applying for those loans, but we didn't right. get them. So, yeah. And I didn't, um, qualify for the PPP because, all my instructors are independent contractors. And yeah, so same. it doesn't count as, you know, employees. And so enabled to pay, or so I technically don't pay payroll tax. Um, so yeah, but I, I, when I look back at those times, I always, I had somebody ask the other day, like, well, did COVID affect you? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> it affected me. <laughs> it was one of my clients. And I'm like, well, yes. I mean, I was literally closed for six weeks. And which I have to be thankful though. A lot of other places were closed a lot longer. And, but I did also say, you know, I have to be very thankful and not dwell on how much money I lost during that time. And I've always been able to pay my bills. And so I have to be extremely thankful for that. And, you know, there was a time where I was like, okay, I, if I pay my rent this month, after I pay my rent and everything, I have $6 left in my studio bank account. And I, you know, so part of me is like, well, do I just not do, do I not pay this month? I mean, I don't know what to do. And I'm such a huge believer in karma. What you put out there is what you're going to get back. And I have to be very, very thankful for, you know, I, I have never not been able to pay my bills and I did. And so I have to be thankful. There is a lot of good that came from that super scary time. And, um, yeah, so I think even coming out of it, just thinking about just what the good that came out of it, right. The thankful Mm -hmm. for this and this, and instead of all of the sucky parts, I guess. Well, and the amazing community that I found 
I became good friends with you. Um, and there's another studio. Her name is Tiffany, and Tiffany as well. And she's her studio is probably five miles from me. And I, she was one of the people that I trained, I certified and trained. So that's how we became friends. And she was messaging me, sending me links to sign up for this for the for the government assistance loan. And, um, and I think this one, it didn't matter if you didn't have employees. This was like the second wave or something. So it was so nice that out of, this, out of the blue, one of my competitors sent me a link saying, hey, here's a way to get a loan if you need it. I actually didn't qualify for that one either, but that's okay because we were only closed for six weeks. I thought it was, was it six weeks? I thought it was four, but I guess it's a blur now. Yeah, you would I, know. I know. It was, I think we were... It was it was anywhere between four to six, but I do feel like the month leading up to our closure, it was any day, any day, yeah, any day, it was right? like a ghost town. But um, about what you said about how your, you know, one of somebody who another studio owner who could be considered, you know, your competitor, uh, sending you, you know, like trying to make sure that you're okay, helping you out in yeah. ways, and I think, mm-hmm. I think that with business. You know, it's really important to keep those relationships with your competitors open and be, you know, help each other, which I love that all of us did. But um, one thing with somebody who somebody that does the same trade as you or, you know, is in a similar career path as you, one important thing to remember is you will never be them and they will never be you. So it doesn't matter how hard you try. I, I will never be Tiffany. She will never, I will never teach like Tiffany and Tiffany will never teach like me, no matter how hard, you know, the other person tries. And it's nice to remember that with competitors, you know, let, let them inspire you mm-hmm. and you inspire them and be there to help each other instead of feel threatened, if that makes sense Agreed. in a way. So no, it, it completely makes sense. It does. And um, you're right, you shouldn't feel threatened. And I, I tell this to studio owners too, like you do not want to be the best, you don't want to be the star of your studio because then everyone will only want to take classes from you. You want to have teachers that are good but different from you. And I feel like at my studio, we have a really good collection of instructors, who, and they're all different. Some, you know, if I have a beginner and they, they ask me, what class should I sign up for? I, I always say, go to Emily or Elizabeth. If you want a really hard workout, go to... Um, go to Amy. And so it's really nice to have teachers that are just as fabulous, but different. And that's diversity is really, really important within your own business, but also with your competitors too. You don't want to be just like them. Then they will be your real competitor. You want to be different, I think. Right. I agree. And it's hard to, I, I think what makes Kennedy so good is not only is she smart and put together really good lesson plans, but you also inspire people because it's just in your personality. It's in your DNA. You, um, you're just so good and you're so fun to be around. And I think people feel that energy from you and that's why you're successful. It's not just that you work really, really hard, but you definitely have a spark within you that you can't really teach people. And when I train teachers, um, you know, I can teach them everything that I know but I cannot teach that spark that you have. And that's really, really unique. And you'll, there will never be another Kennedy for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, but, but with that, you know, whether it be Pilates or whatever you're doing, if you don't have a spark and a love for it, 
it's going to be hard to succeed. You know, I think you're, Mm -hmm. that show, people see that. You know, when, mm-hmm. I, when I'm loving a workout and I'll cheer them on and my stupid mm-hmm. little cues that I come up with, you know, people, that they feed off of that energy. And so I think with whatever you're doing in life, if you're going to go into it with a dull attitude or a dull energy, that's what you're going to get out of it instead yeah. of, you know, going in there with passion and a little bit of fire and, you know, you'll get a better outcome for sure. And I, and I knew, like, I think there was a point that we were a little worried, will people come back? And especially there was a threat that we might get closed down a second time. That never happened. But my fear was, would people come back? But after the first closure, people came back. And I bet for you, and I remember thinking this, Kennedy is going to be fine because they're going to miss that personality. They're going to miss that energy. And you can't get that energy via Zoom, as great no. as Zoom is. And I think Zoom is one of the thing, one of the silver linings that came out of COVID. Is I would have never thought to do teacher training via Zoom. I would have never thought to do this podcast. Um, and the community that I met through teachers all over the world via Zoom is something that um, would have never happened if it weren't for COVID. So, the, I mean, there were a lot of silver linings, and um, but the sense of community via the internet and locally is, I mean, something that you knew was there, but you never understood how important community is until you need it, you know? I agree, 100%. And can I just, I cannot, so Kennedy's now 26, but can you guys imagine that this is a 26-year-old with (laughs) such a sound mind and such a good head on her shoulders? At 26, (laughs) I was kind of a shit show. And, um, but you've really got, I mean, I owned a studio at 20, let's see, I think it was 28 when I opened my first studio and, um, yeah, it was a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like you, you definitely have it put, you definitely have it together. I've came a long way though. It didn't start out perfect. You learn a lot, even every day I'm still learning, you know, what works, what doesn't it's it, you never stop learning for sure. And that is such an important thing. Once you get stale and once you kind of get sedentary, just kind of stuck in your ways, that's the beginning of a downward downward spiral, I think. And um, so, Kennedy, what is – so, I mean, I feel like I've I've worked with teachers that work for you, and they say that you are such a hard worker, obviously, but your studio is always busy. What do you think the key to that success is keeping your studio busy? I think keeping things fresh always. So I, you know, every day I obviously, I teach a different workout every single day. I do teach a lot, um, but for right now and where I'm at in my life, that works. So, you know, I might not always teach 35 classes a week. That is a lot of classes. (laughs) But for now... I do. And I actually really like it. You know, I have every group that I see in here is different. My different hours of the day, it's a different, different vibe, a different crew. And I think one of the most important things for me is just keeping things fresh, whether that be to keep clients, you know, active and engaged and wanting to come. Um, but, and for myself, for me to stay excited about the workout and excited about what I have Mm -hmm to bring to class. So, um, that's, that's my biggest thing. I just like to always make sure that it's, 
you know, a good atmosphere and it's fun and what we're doing is different every day. So it never, it's always keeping things fresh. And I'm always trying to learn, you know, I watch a ton of Tiffany's videos. I, <laughs> I'm always learning from all other, a bunch of instructors, you know, even just on Instagram, watching something and being like, wow, that's really awesome. What, what could I put with that, you know, to make it my own and yeah. fit my style and, um, and, so I think that's the biggest thing for me is just keeping it fresh. So it stays exciting for me and it stays exciting for clients. I agree. Everything you said, I completely agree with. Um, I'm the same way. I find, I, find inspir- I find inspiration even just at the gym or I have a Peloton. I have the Peloton treadmill. And the cool thing about their app is, is that you can do running sprints and then like 10 minutes later, they'll have you step off the treadmill and do some like dumbbells or some off the tread kind of um, sculpt stuff. And I get so many of my ideas from stuff like that. And even on Instagram, I don't follow just Pilates people. I follow all types of different exercises and I see something and I'm like, I could put that on the reformer or because I'm not trained. I'm only trained in Pilates. I'm, I don't have a personal training certificate. I don't know the difference. I mean, I know the difference between a hammer curl and a bicep curl only because I've been doing it, but I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making stuff up and, but I find inspiration from all over and it, it really, you don't have to copy it exactly. Just one little movement might spark an idea. And from there, it just kind of grows. And I think that's what's so fun about social media is we're able to tap into other people's ideas and then somehow spin it into our own idea. I agree 100%. And just it, and it goes along with what I said, you know, earlier where I can there will I will never be able to be somebody else. And so for me when I'm looking at different, you know, workout ideas, I can't follow somebody else's workout from start to finish. In my brain mm-hmm. it just does not work that way. And so for me, you know, I'll see something I really like and I like that I can look at somebody else's creativity and have it spark my own creativity. So, you know, you know, I'll watch something or how could I do that on the reformer? What could I put with this to make it flow? And, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you make a good workout and sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, that was so fun. And it makes you so excited that you just put something together off of one little thing you saw, a 15 second clip that you then create a whole 60 minute workout out of that. I know. It's fun. It's kind of like a little bit of a high. And then at night, I'm thinking about it too. Oh, I know. There will be mornings when my clients will say, did you just dream this up? You're like, kind (laughs) of. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, yes. And it's awesome. Don't you love it? (laughs) But then, or sometimes you think you have the best idea in the world. And I teach a few classes in a row. In the first class, they're my guinea pigs. They don't really realize. Maybe they know by now. Yes. And then I, I watch them do it, and I'm like, clearly this the idea works for a 5'10", but not a 5-foot person, <laughs> you know? Like. Uh, oh, yeah. It changes. It either, you know, the first class, they know. They'll be like, this is the tester. We're the tester class. I'm like, never. <laughs> never no, the tester. I've been tester. doing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It slowly kind of changes throughout the day, and sometimes, or sometimes I'll, you know, it'll be the third time I've taught it and I'm like oh my gosh we should totally add ankle weights or you know so sometimes it gets it gets a little bit harder throughout the day and I can adjust here and there and but you know just always keeping it fresh and fun I think that's the most important 
So um, have you started fresh with like a new vision board or like is 2021 different than you thought it would be because of the whole, the whole kind of like everything was on hold in 2020? Yes. I feel like for the most part this year is feeling somewhat like more of a normal year. Um, it, in yeah. a way, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not normal at all. But, but, like, it's m- more normal with the kids being back in school, and so my studio schedule is more consistent. Things like that, where you know, last year kids weren't in school, people were mm-hmm. all at home, and you know, for the most part, most of my clients have more of a steady work schedule now. Whether a lot of them are still at home, and that's fine, but yeah. it's more they're they're used to it. They now have a schedule. If I'm home X amount mm-hmm. of days, I'm at this at the office X amount of days. And so it's made my Mm -hmm. schedule more reliable and it's changed a little bit. I mean, I've, a lot of my clients came back and a lot of them just wanted to do private sessions just so that they could be alone. And, um, and I also had some who wanted to do private sessions just to kind of help me out in a way, which was awesome. And, um, so my schedule has changed a lot from, 2020 and so it is different but I I I can't say it's bad it's it's good and I did make um I do have new goals for the year and they're different than Mm -hmm. I think I would have made you know in 2019 but um we're kind of behind a year (laughs) yeah we kind of are it's like 2020 was actually kind of a blur yeah I feel like this spring springtime 2021 is better than it's ever been because the light at the end of the tunnel in Utah, they just announced that they're lifting the mask mandate and um, there's still some different counties and cities that have different rules, but for where, are you Salt Lake County? You are, right? No, Weber County. Weber County. um, So I feel like now that everyone is starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, people aren't wearing their masks quite as much. Even if they are wearing it, I feel like this spring is... It is so much better than it's ever been because we're all so hopeful now. I remember thinking when 20, January 1st, everyone was like, oh, 2020 is over. And I'm like, you idiots, nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys are going to be so disappointed come January 2nd and 3rd and 4th. When re- I mean, but finally, now that it's April and we're starting to see that people are getting vaccinated and restrictions are being lifted. I feel like everyone is outside. They're hiking there. I see more smiles because I see more faces because not everyone's wearing a mask. It just seems so much more refreshing this spring than, and I springtime is one of my favorite times anyways, but this time it's even better because we had to wait so long for it. Last spring was such a doom and gloom. (laughs) It was. And especially when you come out of winter, you know, our winners, there's so much, you can have so much fun in the snow, but it, it's, there's something about the sunshine and having it not be freezing cold outside that gives you mm-hmm. a little set of motivation. And I mm-hmm. think last spring, I remember feeling like depressed in a way of, okay, what am I getting motivated for? You know, I'm, there's, my studio's not open. And this year there's a different sense of motivation. You know, it's like things are finally opening back up in my bar Mm -hmm. classes. I don't have to only have 10 people anymore. You know, I can open it back up and I, I, there's, I finally like that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, it's, there's a new fresh wave of, 
motivation. I can feel it for sure. Mm-hmm. You filmed a bunch for us last summer for Dynamic Pilates yeah. TV. I think you filmed like close to 15 classes, maybe more. I know. I was coming down quite a bit. But that was fun too because I did it get to fun. spend more time with you. Now getting down <laughs> getting down there is hard. It's a lot harder to make time in your schedule. So So Weber County, do they do they still have any restrictions in place? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't really looked lately. I know we stopped caring. <laughs> I did. I sadly I really did. Um, but yeah, just masks will be done. Um, come tomorrow and that's really I still have all my reformers six feet apart and so I'm still yeah. doing obviously my part but I don't know of any other 10 feet apart did you ever do the 10 feet thing I didn't do 10 feet I did I think it was Salt Lake yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. if you had it to do all over again what are some of the things, what are some of the mistakes that you made um, running your business? Is there anything that, any advice you'd give to someone that is opening or buying a business right now that you wish you would have done or you wish you would not have done? So one of the big things that I did when I opened, it, it's kind of hard because I bought a studio that was already up and running. And so it wasn't mm-hmm. like I you know, started a studio from the ground up. And so when you buy a studio that's already up and running, the clients are kind of already used to how things are ran in a way. And so um, Mm -hmm. there was definitely some changes there. I don't know. I haven't really thought about one thing like, oh, I would definitely do this way different because I learned... I mean, there's a lot of things I'm sure I really messed up. But um, I think one of the biggest things that helped me when I bought the studio is I I would always ask other business owners, you know, other studio owners for advice for different things. If I didn't know how to handle a situation, you know, I'd be like, hey, what would you do in this situation? And um Christy, who sold this studio to me, she now owns Pilates Body Laguna, and she is probably one of my dearest friends. I can ask her any, you know, any business question, and she was always right there to help me, which helped a lot because, you know, taking over a studio that's already been in business for 13 years, there's clients that started with her with Christy originally when she was in her mom's basement. And so there's clients that are already Mm -hmm. used to one way the studio is ran. And so that was a challenge kind of, because we're just different people. We get along extremely well, but we are slightly different, you know? And so um, Mm -hmm. that was really hard for me. I don't know if there's a, gosh, I feel like that was so long ago. It really wasn't, but... It was yours, but it wasn't yeah, exactly. yours. Is that what you're kind of like? Exactly. You bought it, but yet it wasn't your baby Exactly, yet. yeah. And so, um, but I think when you when you start anything new, it's nice to have somebody, and any type of mentor that you can ask questions, you know? And even with you, I ask mm-hmm. you questions all the time. Like, what can I do with this? Or how do you how do I handle this, this hard client or how do I do different Mm -hmm. things? And I think 
that is probably one of the biggest things that's helped me is being able to have other people to either bounce ideas off of or bounce problems off of to help me handle mm -hmm. it in a in a good way you know somebody who's already been through through it instead of me just winging it all the time so that's really good advice I listen to podcasts a lot now and I like to listen to podcasts about being an entrepreneur and this one podcast I can't remember the name of it but they talked about three traits that successful business owners all have and one of them is reaching out to other resources, other people for help and guidance. And I think that's so important. I'm constantly picking the brain of another business owner. How did you do this? How do you do that? Just like I, you talked to me about a, a client. I can't remember what the situation was. We're not going to mention it too much. But um, it's so nice to, to listen to somebody who has who has the same experience as you, but yet they're not biased at all. So it was easy for me to say, ditch that client. It's not worth your headaches because I don't have that emotional connection with that client that you do. And just looking from my own personal experience, um, it's so I think it's really important to be able to reach out to um, to people who um, who are experiencing the same thing as you. That's really it's something that that you need to be able to do. You need to be humble enough to ask for help. I right, think. I agree. And I always think with all things, you know, when you've made a mistake or it's okay to admit your faults, even though it does hurt your ego mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, yeah. whether it's with any type of business situation, you're not going to be perfect. I make mistakes all the time to where like, crap, I shouldn't have done this or I should have done it like this instead. And and asking, you know, for help. What would you do in this situation? How would you handle it? Did I handle mm -hmm. this correctly? And it's okay to admit, you know, when you're wrong or, oh, I messed up. Sorry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've never owned a studio before. This is my first one. Or, you know, with anything, it's okay. They're, you're never going to be perfect at everything. So. Well, I think you're going to be successful because... I, I mean, I look at I look at how many clients come and go from your studio. From what I'm told, I've actually never been there. It's too far away. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come visit sometime. But like, she's always thinking of new things to keep it fresh, like she said. And um, you got through COVID. You can get through anything. And um, I know you're just going to be a huge success, like you already are. So you'll just continue thriving. So. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you. It's been really fun. I was nervous, but it was fun. I know you were, but you did great. <laughs> you did great.